When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happy Friday, SBC Nation. It is the first Friday of the month, which means we're looking at last month. We're looking at our favorite picks of last month, our favorite modern books, which Remzo and I occasionally do still dip into. It is the SBC Book of the Month. I couldn't just do this alone. I could, but who wants to hear that? I've got my partner in comic book crime, Remzo Martinez. What's up, buddy? Mark, I think I'm going to be tossing a wrench in some people's thoughts of what we're talking about. Last Uh month, we talked about books that we liked. This month, my selection is something that I kind of want to do a little bit of bitching about. So excited to talk about that. Yeah, so to be clear, the book of the month is is a new segment on Fridays. It's uh, in the rotation with our our newsroom and our reviews and all that stuff. We give you a little bonus show every Friday now. And uh, the purpose is to talk about a book that we want to talk about from the last month. So it's not necessarily our favorite book of the last month. Last week, it, last month it was for me. It was due, I think for both of us, it was like our favorite book of the month. But yeah. it doesn't have to always be our favorite because, you know, it might be, if, if it was going to always be our favorite book, it might always be, it might be do a powerbomb for me for like the next, you know, three or four months because I just absolutely love that book right now. Uh, that being said, it can sometimes be a book we don't like. So, in my case, it is a book that I I like with trepidations about where things might go. So should we start with mine or should we start with yours? That's Let's go ahead and start with yours. All right. Well, my pick this week is a book that we did touch on a little bit last week. It was kind of our honorable mention. But this week, I do want to dive into the storyline a little bit deeper. That is Batman number 126 by Chip Zdarsky, art by Jorge Jimenez. Before I even get into the story here, I am just loving. I loved it in the last episode, too. Last issue, last episode. Here we go again. It's SPC, folks. Um, I really, really dig the art of Jorge Jimenez on Batman right now. So, I mean, I think I'm probably would be consistently grading at least based on these last two issues, the art like a four and a half or five. I just think his art is awesome and it's really perfect for this book and for the tone that Chip Zdarsky is setting. Although we'll see what that tone is going to end up being because my real, the real reason I want to talk about this book is a concept that Chip Zdarsky brought into this book. And before I go further, I will say the rest of this podcast will contain spoilers for Batman number 126 and another two yet to be named book. Um, but did you read this book yet, by the way, Remzo? No, I, oh, I was no. not able to get to my local comic shop where they're holding a physical copy for me. So I'm probably going to have to wait till the end of the week. But so please, now spoil I have to, I have to I spoil this book for you. I already spoiled it for myself last night. I went ahead and read the preview for it and okay. I read the review and then I was like, well, this is what I thought it would be. But I'm still impressed. I'm still looking forward to actually getting to read the copy myself. Okay, well, I guess I'll just spoil it completely. But this 
book. Well, it starts off. We, we did talk a little bit, a little bit. There's this like fail safe character. It's this robot that has been activated and it is going after Batman. And it's not really clear what the, you know, what the, what the motivation is, but during this battle, which involves Batman, and then we get the whole bat family, we get Nightwing, we get signal, we get, uh, he's talking to Oracle who's back in a wheelchair. Uh, we get every, every kind of, uh, sort of uh, member of the bat family kind of tripping in, but this robot, it seems to have like the abilities of Batman. It's called Failsafe. Um, it, it, it obviously could probably kill the Bat family, but doesn't seem to want to. So it does have some kind of like programming directive, it seems, and it seems its only target is Batman. Um, but the interesting thing about this is that Bruce keeps like throughout this battle, he keeps keeps thinking to himself or talking to himself like failsafe. This kind of sounds familiar, but it's like it's kind of weird because, yeah, something sounding kind of familiar really stands out. When you have the a brain that never forgets anything, when you're fucking Bruce Wayne, nothing, nothing should be kind of familiar. It should be like you remember this happening or it doesn't. So I really enjoyed the battle uh, involving the Bat family, and as this battle kind of played out again with the very gritty. I mean, it felt like an epic battle of like a culmination of a storyline, but this is just the beginning of a storyline. Um, so again, sorry I have to spoil this whole issue for you, but that, that's your fault for not getting to the store. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the battle. I enjoyed the art, and then, but the real, the real point of this issue is the last page and again spoilers are coming i guess remzo already spoiled this for himself so so it is what it is but we see batman he's like you know i there, there's one there's something i have to do to figure this out he goes into the, the bat cave the original bat cave because i guess that's not where he's really hanging out now because of whatever happened no, to the joker war. In more of a sewer garage bat cave yeah it's like the joker war fallout but which i never read it's the yeah. single bedroom equivalent of Bat caves. If it's Batman's uh, his studio apartment bachelor pad yeah. that lives in now. Um, but he goes on the, a ramen noodle budget. He makes um, Tim Drake, Robin, who seems to be Robin again now, um, take him back to the original Batcave, and he goes into this. He opens this like treasure chest of some kind, and then next time we shot see him, in the neck. No, Tim Drake. Yeah, Tim Drake did. He's already fine. Yeah, oh. it, it didn't take long. He's all better. Well, yeah, Batman kind of scolds him. I'm just going to tell you the whole issue. Batman kind of scolds him for already being back out in the street. You know, they, it's a whole it's a whole conversation. So it is referenced. They don't act like it never happened or anything. I'm, um, I'm kind of disappointed. I wish that they could have had him like out for the count. Not, like not dead. They don't need to kill him. I mean, they yeah, like actually more of a repercussion. Him, yeah, they killed him like three years ago and then they brought him back immediately. So it's like I don't need them to do another. Was that like, when he like thing? disappeared and then it was really like a Tim Drake from the future and Doomsday was involved somehow and it was that so, whole yeah, weird Superman's dad was mr oz too like it was so stupid those are weird times indeed yeah um but the big reveal at the end of this is batman emerges from the Batcave in a new costume a costume that you we haven't seen in a very very long time this ridiculous like red yellow and purple costume because this is not the batman that we know necessarily anymore this is the batman of zur and r remzo what can you tell me, if anything, about the Batman of Zur and R? What the fuck is going on here? The Batman of Zur and R is an Elseworld type Batman where essentially he went crazy. Uh, the name Zur and R came from a distortion of the return of Zorro. So basically, this like messed up crazy Batman basically just took like the phonetic jumbling of Re- Return of Zorro. And it was uh, like so they throw Zorro in Arkham or something. It was like supposed to be how he misheard his dad's last words where he said like they would. Oh, they throw a guy like Zorro in Ark- Arkham nowadays. So it was like Zur and R, Zorro yeah. and Arkham. That's yeah, a that's, that's a, the that's the re um, what's the word where you rewrite the history? Uh, the, 
man the, i'm blanking the tonight. reboot version because no, originally now what's it called when you like fix like like when warren ellis took iron man and just he didn't change it he just a retcon it's a retcon, retcon yeah so that is a retcon from the 1958 story where it was literally an alien batman from another world that copied that looked at that watched our bruce wayne and copied and created a batman based on that but then what you're talking about is is what grant morrison did which i'll, I'll get into but yeah that, that he took that silver age concept and and fucking Grant Morrison did up. Basically. Yeah, he made it horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he took that silver. He basically turned the Silver Age interaction that Batman had with this alien Batman into a more modernized. That was actually a personality created in Batman's mind through. A, a, there's a number of different events. One was where he like got exposed to this Dr. Milo's gas. Another one was where um, he had some therapy session where this this personality was created as like a fail safe. So the Zuran R personality is supposed to be a fail safe for Batman. It's supposed to be like a backup personality that's in there that can kind of take over when needed at least that was kind of how grant morrison um conceptualized it uh so but so that's so what's interesting is there's this it's almost like failsafe it's like zurinar created the failsafe i think i think that's where this is going like failsafe is the failsafe from the self it's failsafe it's batman so. it's batman homaging moon knight sort of <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean this is some Grant Morrison shit. That's all I will really say about that. I mean, the, the, when when Grant Morrison first did this, I think it was during the Batman R.I.P. storyline, uh, yeah, which 2008. I've been, which I've been told is is not good. But I'm still kind of morbidly it's, curious. Uh, about it. It's up in the air. People like it. People don't like it. Well, like Batmite is involved. I mean, it's it's weird shit. It's Grant Morrison shit. That's all you can really say. Grant Morrison. So here's Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison likes to go take weird Silver Age stories that are absolutely absurd and then find some weird way to sort of like retcon them into into the continuity. So that is what he did with Zuran, Batman of Zuran R. That's what he did with Batmite. He made these like cheesy characters and made them like basically parts of Batman's personality, I think. I think uh, Batman was like his conscious that was trying to like hold back Zuran R. Something along those lines. I never read that, that particular story, but I, I'm, I'm familiar. I, I'm aware of it, I guess. I've, I've read about it enough to have an idea of where it goes. Um, so, yeah, this is I just I really just love this last panel from Jorge Jimenez. It, it looks so cool when Batman is this he and he's in this purple. He has this purple voice now. He said, it's me, Tim. It's the Batman. And he just looks so I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to I'm going to at least not spoil the visual for you. But I will just say the art of Jorge Jimenez on this this last page, the splash page of the Batman of Zuran R. This is why this book is the book of the month for me. This panel alone, I just thought it was so badass, so cool. It's going to get re- garner reactions ranging from, holy shit, this is so cool, which is kind of my reaction, to be honest. Although, who knows? Only because it's Chip Zdarsky. If I was reading Ram V, Ram v here and he was doing this, I would be much more concerned and probably give up the book already. So there is there is a bias at play here. But because it's Chip Zdarsky, because he's been one of the best writers of the last five years... I'm going to give this a chance and see where he goes with it. But either way, he's Grant Morrison and some shit either way. And uh, but I, again, it's Chip, so I'm excited about it. But what do you think of the concept, I guess, just of bringing this Zuran R character back into this this current continuity, which, you know, we could have pretended never happened if we wanted to. But Chip's not going to let that happen. Chip Sadarsky is really great at going back and understanding like really old concepts that were popular but bringing them back in a tasteful way not just taking them out for pure nostalgia play uh he's kind of like jeff johns in that sense jeff johns who has written some of the most you know quintessential work of the past two decades you know jeff johns says you can't make new work without you know reflecting and remembering the big things that happened prior that built the stories that you're writing so chip sadarsky takes that but he takes it in much more of a 
of, of a, I'll say a muted way. And I'm not saying that in a, in a bad way. I'm just saying like, he's not as bombastic about it. So even when he brings out a character like Zurin R or something like that, it, it means more because, you know, he does so very intentionally. So I I'm always excited to see when he wants to take things like this, because Chip Zdarsky makes old characters matter. He makes new characters seem like they've been around forever and he's able to craft stories that genuinely feel fresh. So even if you have, you know, an idea, if you read that Grant Morrison story from like 14 years ago and you're just seeing this now and you're like, oh, I feel like I've seen this before. I promise you, knowing how this guy does his shit, this is a brand new story. Indeed. Yeah. So I, and it feels very, until that last page with Zurin R, I mean, this feels like a very unique, brand new story introducing this failsafe robot into the Batman mythos and this whole thing where he, and, and maybe that's what explains why he, it sounds familiar, but he doesn't really remember it because it's not Batman, Batman that created it. It's Batman Zurin R, who they, they basically describe Zurin R as Batman without the Bruce Wayne. It's just, it's the violent sort of, it's the violent side of, of Batman without the, the intellect and the morality of Bruce Wayne to restrain him, essentially, is what Zurin R is. But here, it seems that Batman has sort of realized, or he, or he, he still remembers this Zurin R Batman, so he basically has to make the conscious decision. He realizes, oh, this is a failsafe, but Zurinar is my failsafe, so maybe Zurinar made the, fa- the failsafe. This is the failsafe of the failsafe. So he goes and makes the conscious decision to don the, what I think is actually a really, like it shouldn't look cool, but it does. And I, I guess this goes credit to, to Jorge Jimenez. This, he looks so fucking cool in this Zurinar costume, which I'm sure did not look cool in the 1950s. It looks cool as shit in this episode, in this, ep- ah, this issue. Well, we're trapped end. in a classic Chip Zdarsky conundrum because <laughs> the, the one thing that he really did with Daredevil is he made Daredevil feel mysterious again. I mean, the only other Daredevil writers... And, and, and I mean, everyone always goes to like, I, I hate it when everyone's just like, um, oh, uh, Frank Miller. Oh, everyone's just going back to that so many years ago. But I mean, we've had mm-hmm. really good Daredevil writers since Kevin Smith remade Daredevil into it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Superhero. Among the Marvel superheroes, Brian Michael Bendis brought him back to the street level and made him a dark, gritty, street-level vigilante. And Mark Wade was really good at finding a middle ground between that while making Matt Murdock matter as much as the daredevil persona. And with, um, with, with Chip Zdarsky on daredevil, uh, he's been able to really kind of blend all of that together while really focusing on more detective type of stuff that, you know, you might not have always associated daredevil with. So, you know, the fact that we've always seen that he can do mystery, he can do horror as we've talked as we spoke about with other books on the show, like Stillwater and stuff like that. He can do drama, like what he's doing a public enemy. He can do so many different things. He's a master at crafting mysteries 
that seem authentic to the character and genuinely have the reader curious, which is not something you find from a lot of writers. They're either too heavy handed or they forcibly complicate things more than they need to be because they want to look smart. Yeah, it takes a special skill to both um, bring back like bring back the roots of a character and make you feel like, OK, this feels like home. This feels like what the character should be while also bringing in a very original story. But that is a, a, something that Chip Zdarsky really is able has been able to do. So I, based on these first two issues, I'm really excited about this Batman run. I don't know where it's going to go again. If this is Ram V and I read the same issue, I probably see that last page and I'm like, oh, fuck, what they, what are they doing here? They're Grant Morrison this, uh, this up. But because of Chip Zdarsky, um, I'm very open to his uh, Grant Morrison that's on the way, uh, whatever it may be. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. And I think, I think I'm, I'm narrowing it down. I'm trying to figure out which is going to be my shop, but I'm thinking starting next week, I'm going to, I'm actually going to get these in physical version. Remzo, you'll be proud of me. Wow. That's a commitment right there. This is it the is. first Batman title I've ever had uh, in a local comic shop uh, pull box. I had Batman, the adventure continues in a, in subscription form. It was getting mailed to me, but they discontinued the series. I don't know if they're going to come back for a third season or if they've just permanently discontinued, there's no clear statement. But as of right now, this is uh this is the only Batman I seem to be reading and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It feels awesome. I mean, I've told people it's like Batman's like my favorite character uh, in comic book mythos, but at the same time, the Batman comics have not always been where I've had my favorite Batman stories. I'm a Batman, the animated series guy i liked the uh, mid-2000s detective comics and stuff like that and for the past couple of years i'd been reading batman the adventure continues which is an extension of the bruce tim animated series and i thought it did remarkably well reinventing stories like uh you know um into the red hood and everything else so you know the fact that I, i'm on an ongoing batman title you know, I've kept I've kept up the pace with him through Justice League and everything else. This is really standing out. I, you know, it's worth the four bucks. Well, this is one we'll have to really uh, keep keep an eye on here because I think this might be the only current book that you and I are both simultaneously reading. Well, simultaneously, the I guess too. I guess From you're going to be a little behind, but you, you got because you got to get to your comic store more often. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at least for the big two, because everything else I'm still grabbing is from, you know, Dark Horse. I, I'm going to start collecting Young Hellboy. Young Hellboy, I don't, I don't know if it came out this month or if it's coming out, but that looks fun uh, because there was a series of Hellboy one shots I recently got into, like um, Hellboy Old Man Withers, which would have been my book of the month if it had come out this month but it it came out in like late june i was just really behind um but you know my my selection for this month i, I think i want to highlight and i think there's a good counter to what you were um picking with this current batman issue you've got you've got chip sadarsky basically reigning it in the past couple of years him and very few other people Cates is just not hitting it like he used to. I think he's hit a rut. I think I think he was running really, really far. And then, you know, he hit a pothole and something happened. And Al Ewing, Al Ewing needs to show proof of life because it's just it just doesn't it just doesn't feel the same. So other than those three, yeah, the, the big Al Ewing book I was excited about was a total swerve. It turns out it's a Ram V book with occasionally Al Ewing like writes two pages. So that, that's yeah, what happened so, there. So I mean, it, it's just I, I can't I can't name like if that was the Trinity the last couple of years, then right now both of them are gone. And it's just Kate's holding up multiple publishers at this point, even though you have more than one Zdarsky, author. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have Sadarsky holding up not just Marvel, but also DC because he's doing DC at Marvel. I don't think we've ever had a writer work on multiple continuing series at multiple publishers at the same time. I want to mention how remarkable that is. 
to be doing multiple flagship titles for both big two publishers and doing all his other stuff at image it's it's crazy um but this is from the marvel unlimited app and for the last couple of years since they really rebranded marvel unlimited they've been trying to emphasize how they're going to create all new digital comic experiences and this has come through marvel's infinity comics which they're really aiming at people who don't read comics now i've read a few of them which are like one shot like quick bio comics which are typically like you know daredevil 101 or get to know wolverine or stuff like that just to see what it is and it's uh it's never been impressive and it doesn't feel like comics either because unlike other comics on the marvel unlimited app where you can go panel by panel or page by page or just zoom in zoom out whatever this is an infinite scroll so you start at the top and then you scroll all the way down to the end of the book so it's a continuous scroll and that feels so wrong. Um, you can't do much with it. I, I'm not a fan of that. But this, uh, but my book of the month came out right at the end of August. It's Avengers Unlimited Infinity Comics issue one. Now, I like me some Avengers, but I haven't picked up an Avengers book in a minute. I mean, the, the current Avengers title has just been trash. And the Avengers books have been trash ever since Bendis left, frankly. When Bendis was there for Avengers and New Avengers and everything else, um, you know, it was it was awesome. When Bendis left all the Avengers titles, everything just went to shit. So I'm seeing this. It's a brand new issue one. They're saying it's a sort of an ongoing story. I'm like, okay, maybe this matters. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out my scores for this. I'm going to give the art a four because the artwork is actually really impressive. I don't see a lot of art that looks almost, I'm not going to say CGI, but it, it's uh, its very cut and clear. I like the renderings of the characters. I like the costumes and stuff. It's a big space fight. The action is good. I'm giving the artwork a four out of five. And this is however, digital only, right? This is digital only. However, that should have been your first red flag, but go on. Yeah. However, and this is what's, this is where, this is where the swerve comes. I'm giving the story a one because there is no story. <laughs> This is Avengers fighting aliens in space, which I'm sorry. Who are the aliens? Do we know? We don't know. It's called. So it just starts mid fight. They're just battling aliens. Yeah. So like with um, with with the Avengers, you have some big face bearing arcs. You have the Kree Skrull War. You have uh, Operation Galactic Storm. You have the Korvac saga. You've got a whole bunch of other Avenger stories that take place in space. But this one just. It looks like all of them. That and they call it part one of the Kaiju War. So it's like Kaiju War. Well, that sounds cool. That sounds I mean, cool. I'm a Kaiju guy. Yeah, but like, I'm you know, it's just guy. it's very it's it's like the if you're if you're art if you're if your comic is only held up by your story and there's no real dialogue because you have this narrator in the background who's like giving like a quick history of the Avengers. It's like, listen, if you don't know who the freaking Avengers are right now. I, I don't know what to tell you because it comes a point where you can't just like everything looks like a nostalgia play. You've got the big heavy hitters. You've got the tokens like Captain Marvel who shoved in there. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot of War Machine because they put War Machine on the cover. I've always been a fan of War Machine since West Coast Avengers. He's not really in it. You have Captain America in a suit that looks like Captain America in um, an Endgame, and it's just it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. So I'm you reading see America's this, I'm just, ass. 
No, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it, it feels like a cash grab and the infinite scroll makes it horrible. And, and I want to read off the writers. And I think I know why they're doing this whole infinite comics thing, because they do one shots and little mini series and all this stuff. It's all exclusive to the Marvel Unlimited app. Here we have Maria Odell, who's writing it. And then Dotuna Conde penciling it. Uh, Joe Sabino as the letterer. And of course, Tom Brevert editor um these are all people that i think marvel is trying to raise up maybe it's like a farm team the guy who does the penciling and the art is really good like i i would i would read um you know new titles if he was if he was an artist i think his art is actually really good but there is no story there is no story. So for an issue one, like you can't have no setup. You can't just have an entire issue that's all just a giant space fight and I mean, run off can. the goodwill that it's Avengers. Like you can't, you cannot do that. I'm sorry. Well, they can and they did. They did. Exactly. And that's why they're getting a fuck you five. Who is the current? So what's the current Avengers lineup there? The current Avengers lineup in this one is Iron Man, War Machine, Captain Marvel, I think I saw Thor in there, and Captain America. That's pretty pretty straightforward, I guess. Fairly bland. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just that. Like it's not impressive. And I think they want to emphasize certain certain scenes through the infinite scroll, but it doesn't comics were not meant to be read in an infinite scroll. No, and anytime you have a comic that is digital only, you know it's not going to be that good because <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're, they're just not going to only do a, like a digital only comic unless it's- when, when i was when, when i was growing up as a kid moving around as an army brat uh marvel comics used to turn up used to um team up with afes which is like the the big walmart of military installations and at the afes at the uh, at the spinner rack they would have free comic books so you could go there and you could get a free captain america comic book or a free of Avengers or X-Men comic book. And it was usually just, you know, the Avengers or somebody teaming up with a bunch of soldiers in Iraq, but they were, you know, it was cheesy. It wasn't tied to anything. It was obviously propaganda, but it was fun. And it was, you know, it, it didn't always have the best writers. It didn't always have the best artists, but it was fun. And it was still a comic book. There was a story from page one to page 16. And at least those, even though they they aren't like great comics, like I still love them. I still have all my Marvel, you know, AFES comic books. And I still, you know, I, I would never get rid of those. They're just really fun. But this is just trash. This, this no, like, other than the artwork, there is no story. I don't like the functionality of how it reads a Marvel Unlimited. I, I don't know how this could get anybody into it. I don't know who this appeals to. I don't, they, they don't even report numbers for how many people are reading these or clicking on them, unlike what they do for digital comics and print. So I would like to eventually know, like, who's, who's reading these infinite comics? Because I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm pretty sure Remzo Martinez is who's reading these infinite comics. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Hopefully not for long. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done after this. It was just so stupid. I'm like, I'm, I'm finished. So my book of the month is the book that you should probably avoid. And you should avoid all the infinity lineups. I, I've read a couple in the past and I'm just, I'm just not impressed. Like they're like, you can go on YouTube and enjoy people just putting up images and giving you rundowns of characters. This is not a, this is not a fun way to process it. All right. Well, next month, you got to be caught up on Zdarsky Batman so I can talk yes. about it without spoiling, spoiling everything for you. But that about does it for this week's SPC Book O the Month. Come on back next Wednesday when we'll have another 
Standard. I don't want to say standard. That sounds so so dry. So uh, so milk toast. You will have well, a breaking uh, news. Car chases. A classic. Let's call it scandals. A classic SPC episode is always on Wednesday. Until then, we only have one message for all of you. As always, that is of course to read comics and what Renzo? and change the world and change the world. That's right. Good night, America. Adios. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.